Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are crushing the day, baby. I mean it, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Miss Autumn Smith, who is a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of Paleo Valley, Wild Pastures, and Wild Pastures Burgers. She is also a certified yoga instructor, a professional uh, celebrity fitness trainer. She's worked with Tracy Anderson and Jennifer Lopez, and she is a rock star happy hustler with a ton of science behind what she speaks on because she actually became a certified eating psychologist coach from the Hawthorne University and a master's in holistic nutrition. And in this episode, we talk all about her journey with Paleo Valley, with Wild Pastures, how she had to overcome her own health struggles and then created a company that first scratched her own itch and how she is sharing this amazing products with Paleo Valley and Wild Pastures and how it really has changed her life and others. And I love their products. I'll tell you straight up, I don't say this lightly, like they are high quality stuff. Right here in front of me, I have the organic super greens, which I take in the mornings, which are USDA organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, no fillers, no cereal grains, none of that crap, you know, <laughs> but you get 23 organic superfoods. I have the neuro effect. I have the superfood bars and I eat these beef sticks, 100% grass-fed beef sticks like every single day as a snack. And you guys actually get the hookup. If you go to click on the show notes, you can get the hookup. Um, we have a link to the discount for all of their products on their website. Uh, and then if you want to get some like really grass-fed, really amazing meat sent right to your door, you can go to wildpastures.com and then use code HAPPY. That is... Um, you know, something that I would really recommend because it not only gets you really like wholesome, natural, great meats, but it supports local farmers and they're big into doing things the right way. And in this episode, we talk about regenerative agriculture. We talk about carbon sequestration with, um, you know, topsoil and how you can be a part of the solution for our planet. We talk about her companies, her entrepreneurial journey, and so much more. You guys are going to love this episode. She actually gave her email. If you have any questions, you can reach out to autumn at paleovalley.com. Uh, this is a powerful episode, y'all. I know you're going to dig it. Reach out to her. Let us know where you're you know, actually listening. Put us on your stories so we can share it out. And also send it to a friend maybe who is on the fence about you know, what diet do I follow? Do I go paleo or keto or do I eat meat or do I go vegan? This is like she answers a ton of questions with the science and is very informative. So share this with a friend. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we are going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. 
Listen up, y'all. I've got some great news for you. My friends over at Bioptimizers have put together a truly irresistible offer that is only good while stock lasts. Here's the deal. You'll get a free bottle of their best-selling enzyme supplement called Masszymes. You'll also get a free copy of their book, From Sick to Superhuman. You'll get a free copy of their other book, Ultimate Carnivore Cookbook, and you'll get a free copy of plant-based superfood delights. This bundle has a total value of $81, but they'll send it to you for free if you fill out a short form and cover a small shipping fee. Trust me, guys, this is a very rare deal. So why should you take advantage of this free bundle offer besides the fact that it's free? Well, Masszymes is a powerful best-in-class enzyme supplement that improves digestion, reduces gas and bloating, and provides relief from constipation. You'll want to take this supplement daily, even if you only eat organic, healthy food. Why? Because your body produces fewer enzymes as you age. So it becomes harder to quickly digest and assimilate food. Taking Masszymes daily can help fill those gaps. So after you start taking Masszymes, you may notice that you no longer feel bloated after meals and that your belly feels flatter. And if you have leaky gut, Masszymes can help reduce the gut irritation and help you absorb more nutrients. Like I said, this is a free bundle offer, which includes a bottle of Masszymes plus free three e- free eBooks and is only available while stock lasts. So you'll want to go to this exclusive link to take advantage of it. And that is masszymes.com forward slash happy free. So that's M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S dot com forward slash happy free. And the best part is there's no strings attached, guys. There's no automatic subscriptions or renewals or any crap like that. Just go to the link masszymes.com forward slash happy free and get your free bottle of Masszymes today. All right, y'all, let's get back to this episode. All right. Autumn Smith, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my friend. I am super excited to connect. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's been an honor and such a pleasure just even chatting with you before we started. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, you are a serial entrepreneur. You're the co-founder of Paleo Valley, Wild Pastures, and a couple other brands. You also have a background as a celebrity fitness trainer and dancer, and you actually went to the University of Montana, so we have that in common. You're from Montana, um, but you're a happy hustler, you know, out of all those things through and through. And I'm really excited to dive into your story and specifically, you know, how the happy hustlers can learn from you and your wisdom. But before we get into all that good stuff, Autumn, what is something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? <laughs> this is such a great question. And I would say, because I think it's appropriate here, uh, I am relatively fearless when it comes to business pursuits, but I'm definitely afraid of sharks and bears. And I grew up in Montana. I watched Grizzly <laughs> Man way too many times. And camping for me, it, it was so stressful. We finally invested in like a camper van so that we could still do the lifestyle and just not get eaten by bears. So there it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, grizzly bears are no joke. Let's, you know, let's be honest. But I just feel like they get a bad rap too. You know, like they're just trying to live their life, right? That's so true. That's so true. I think in addition to Grizzly Man, it was the fact that my 
brother-in-law's cousin was treed by a grizzly and when he was living mm. in Alaska and they kind of like got his backpack. And so he played dead and escaped long enough to go up a tree. And fortunately he was able to have cell phone service to call his mother. And his mother was fortunately <laughs> a nurse who said, tie yourself with your belt to the tree. You're going to pass out because of the blood loss, but you don't want the bear to catch you. <clears throat> and he did and he, wow. he lived, right? Yeah, I think, I think, right. Grizzlies, animals, nature, like they are great, wonderful things. Just like you said, trying to live their lives. Um, I think that story paired with watching Grizzly Man like 10 times just set me uh, on a different direction, but I'm working through it. I'm working through it. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I've been squared up with a grizzly bear in the wilderness about 20 ish Mm. yards from me. And it was on his hindquarters growling. But we, you know, we shot the 44 near it. We were, we had the pepper spray ready, but at the end of the day, we were, we got it away from us by throwing rocks at it. And, you know, it just was just curious. I think I've been, I've been, um, actually had, I've actually had more, uh, terrifying encounters with moose, you know, being charged by uh-huh. moose has, has been, and moose actually kill more people than, than grizzly bears. I didn't know if people know that, but fun fact for y'all. Um, but it is something, you know, you just want to respect the wilderness. Yes. You want to respect the environment and the the animals or get a camper van and sleep uh, soundly <laughs> at night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do both. Right. Do both. Yeah. Do, yeah. do both. Do both. That's <laughs> awesome. So one thing I'm, I'm really interested to talk about, and I will say like, I, I don't say this lightly, I love your guys' products. You got the the beef stick, which is 100% grass-fed beef. You know, Neuro Effect, I got some of this stuff here if you're watching the YouTube <laughs> version. Um, we got, you know, the superfood bar with grass-fed bone broth protein. You guys have, let me show you this, the organic super greens. I know I'm just pimping all the products out, but um, you guys make some really high-quality, great products at Paleo Valley. And, you know, your, your tagline, you're a small company with a big heart and you actually care. Talk to us a little bit about the, the genesis of Paleo Valley and how that company start. Yeah. So I had, um, digestive issues essentially since I was about 10 years old and no doctor knew what to do with me. They put me in the irritable bowel syndrome category, which some Mm -hmm. people call the, (laughs) it's BS category because it's kind of like they ruled out pathology and they don't really know what's wrong. So they, they just say you have IBS. Anyway, I uh, didn't know what to do with that. And so I just kept kind of going along. And in my teens, I developed debilitating mental health issues, depression and anxiety. And it got so bad. I got kicked out of my parents' house before I graduated high school. So if there's anyone that people thought might found a company about wellness, it was just not me. And, but fortunately I still, you know, pulled myself up and, carried on and moved to LA and pursued dance and became, like you said, a celebrity fitness trainer, all while suffering in silence. But but when my husband met me and really got to know me, he was like, oh, honey, like, wow, like <laughs> your world, like what you project, what you put out there is just not reality. And we need to find a way to make you healthy. Mm. And you're, you're a fitness trainer. Like you need to be not only fit, but you need to, we need to be well. And so yeah. he got on the internet. It was just found that some people back then were having some good um, luck 
changing their diet to fix their digestive symptoms, which now seems so obvious. But at the time, it was kind of a relatively novel concept. So we did it. We just cut out processed foods for 30 days and kind of followed a paleo template. And the transformation in me was so remarkable that I had to quit my job as a fitness trainer. I got all my digestive symptoms went away in 30 days that I had suffered from for over a decade. And then in the next year, there's this like anxiety and depression kind of lifted as well. And I just was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to find out how to give away. This is what I didn't have. And um, so we, we came into products because we are busy people. We like the happy hustle. And I was still doing like world tours and, and I'm um, not able to maintain the lifestyle because I don't want to spend three days, you know, three meals a day in the kitchen. I know some people can do it. It's just, it's not my thing. And so we wanted to make the products available for everybody, no matter what mm-hmm. lifestyle have to be able to have the tools to, you know, choose wellness if, if that's what they want. And then wild pastures came about because my son came into this world and we learned about all the uh, problems with our soil and the fact that we only have 60 years of topsoil left, according to certain estimates. Yep. And we were so burdened by the thought of our child, maybe one day not being able to grow his own food and also inspired by the stories of regenerative farmers that we work with and how they're rehabilitating mm-hmm sequestering carbon and on and on. And so we wanted to find a way to make their products accessible and affordable so that every, you know, so that it wasn't an elitist thing. It wasn't something people Mm -hmm. in only one area of the country could access that anyone could choose to feed their family in the way they want to and, you know, contribute to this uh, cause and carbon sequestration. And so that was, that was well pastures. And the burger company is just because we need good burgers in Colorado and we could have, yeah. um, and we again wanted to create another market for these amazing regenerative farmers who are literally healing the land and our people. Yeah. Ooh, I love all that. I mean, kind of doubling back to Paleo Valley in just the lesson within your story is you scratched your own itch first. And and that's where I think a lot of the happy hustlers can really resonate. You know, people are, oh, I don't know which niche to dive into, or I don't know who to serve, or I don't know what what problem to solve. Well, start with you five years ago, you know, and think about what you have overcome, what adversity. And just like Autumn did, you know, she was struggling with her digestion and, and her diet was really, you know, an issue at the time. And she solved that problem with Paleo Valley first and foremost. And then when you solve that problem for yourself, you could then solve it for other people and you could speak directly to those individuals. And I know it hasn't been an easy road, right? Starting a a company like Paleo Valley, like Wild Pastures. Um, If you had to distill like the greatest adversity that you have overcame with any of your business ventures into a short synopsis and the, and the lesson learned from that, what would that be? Ooh, don't try to appeal to everyone. Maybe Mm. not always going to be for everyone. I think in the beginning we went too broad and we were worried about changing things um, to make sure that everybody was happy. And in the end we thought, no, we, like you're saying, know your audience, know their struggle, know everything about their lives and be, um, have enough integrity to stay there and to, to really serve that population without worrying about, I don't know, appealing to everyone. So I think if I had done that, it would have been a much quicker process. And also, uh, never compromise on your integrity. Right. And it's easy for me because Mm. I was so transformed by, the principles that are the foundation of our company. And so I don't want to, because I've lived through it, but 
you have an experience like that, or even if you don't, like come up with a very strict and precise set of values that your company stand by and then stay there because we have been really specific about the quality of our ingredients. That's always been our tagline, right? We're kind of the food snobs, they call us, which I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with that term. But, <laughs> but there have been so many times where we have had to tell our customers, I'm sorry, we're not going to compromise on the quality of this product. So it's, it's out of stock for right now. And that makes people really angry. But in the long run, mm. it makes people really respect us because we aren't compromising. There's integrity behind what we're doing and our customers are willing to wait. And we just have more value, right? At that point in time. So I think that would be my yeah. piece of advice. Yeah, integrity is so crucial in business and in life, but especially when you have a product or service, you know, having integrity, operating with integrity, not compromising your product or service, that is so huge. I hope the happy hustlers really take that to heart. And also just, you know, not trying to be everything to everyone, because when you're everything to everyone, you become nothing to no one. You're just really, you're not appealing. And there's just so much noise out there in the marketplace. You have to really go a mile deep and an inch wide. And I think it's imperative. So that, that's a really good, great takeaway. And there's something, you know, that I want to talk to you about specifically because I know you have a un unique perspective and it's this like idea that meat is harmful and, and where it actually originated because, you know, like this is a problem, like I think in the psychology of, of some humans right now, but we've been eating meat since the beginning of time. I mean, talk to us a little bit about your, your um, take on this idea that meat is harmful. Yeah. And it's funny because this ties directly into what I was just saying about you have to stand for something because when you don't, you stand for nothing. Right. And so it was kind of really hard for me to uh, push this message at first, even though I think having really high quality animal products was an essential part of my uh, getting better. Uh, but there's such a push against it today. I mean, it is so mm. loud that it was it was very scary, but I've just totally embraced it. And this message, it's because I've learned about where this message came from. And like you said, we've been eating meat for 2.6 million years. There's never really been a vegan culture. And so taking meat out of our diet and animal products is essentially an experiment. But the origins are really interesting because a lot of them have their roots in religion and ideology. There was a woman named Ellen G. White, and she's the founder of the Adventist, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And she mm. visions from God where she heard uh, that the Garden of Eden diet or a clean diet didn't contain meat, right? It was fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And she believed that eating meat would arouse kind of passions and cause kids to masturbate. So she, oh. yes. And <laughs> that's the cause all these years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think there's something to it because you're nourished, right? But, you know, yeah. And then one of her disciples or students, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, actually took in her teachings and decided to create the cereal industry and the world's first meat alternative called Protos in order to give children a way to prevent them from having to eat the meat that was going to cause them to masturbate. So I think the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, one of their members actually founded the American Dietetics Association. They also have a lot of influence in medical education and our nation's dietary hmm. guidelines. So you wouldn't know it, but so that is one major influence. Another one is um, research by... I think you've probably heard of Dr. Ansel Keys, and he had a six-country study where it looked like the amount of fat you ate, and the countries that ate more fat had a higher risk of heart disease. The only problem is when you brought in the other data points for the 22 countries for which 
was available at the time, which two statisticians did. The association was much weaker. But the big thing is when you added and looked at the rates of disease and death from other causes that meat actually and animal products actually seem to be protective. So, but that wasn't heard. That message wasn't as well received as this animal fat and meat are dangerous was more about animal fat at that time. And our nation's dietary guidelines um, were influenced by that research. And so it kind of just continued on this trajectory. The funny thing is, a recent 2022 analysis came out and showed that our rates of red meat consumption are down, animal fat consumption, they're down, despite this rise in non-communicable diseases. And the final influence is, hmm. yeah, there was some research around sugar being a culprit in heart disease. Around the same time that Dr. Ansel Keys was looking at saturated fat and dietary fat. Now, there's some research to suggest or some historical accounts that the sugar industry paid for research done at Harvard to kind of exonerate sugar and make it look like to kind of what make this narrative about dietary fat louder, right? And so we now know that industry-funded research often result, uh, presents and results in um, things that are beneficial for industry, right? But it wasn't really regulated yeah. at that time. And so we kind of just ran with this um, dietary fat is dangerous hypothesis. And today it's even becoming this meat is dangerous. And we're also worried about the environment. And those concerns are, as you might know, a, a little bit overblown and misrepresented. But yeah, I think it's important for me to get this message out there because it's really important. So many countries don't have really access to high quality meat. They're suffering from micronutrient deficiencies. Anemia is a number one nutrient deficiency worldwide. And I see a lot of people, wow. actually, our friend we were talking about, she has a girl, a little seven-year-old girl in school whose other friends said that she couldn't be in their club if she ate meat. And there's studies to show irreversible wow. harm in kids who don't eat meat. And so, yeah. So I just think it's really important that we all understand exactly this didn't originate in sound science and it hasn't really thoroughly been tested. Uh, and so for us to believe that is the best way to go it is an experiment. It's, it's a novel idea that hasn't been tested and I think it's potentially dangerous. Yeah. Wow. You know, what it all sums up in my layman's terms is private interest and corporate greed, you yeah. know, like yeah. really that's what it comes down to. Like there's not sound science behind it. Right. Yeah, I didn't even tell you the greed part. I'm sorry. William um, Proctor and James Gamble, their candle sales were down uh, because of the advent of electricity and they had all this cottonseed oil. And so they created Crisco out of this cottonseed oil because it was a great business move. But we now know that the way that, um, it's produced. It had 50% trans fat. They made a ton of money and they out like they had this outlandish marketing campaign that was so successful, uh, but it was based on no good evidence. And we now know that trans fat, which was originally in Crisco, which made Americans get rid of their lard and their animal fats, causes about 500,000 deaths worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. So it is. It's oh green. Oh my gosh. It's, it's craziness. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, and you know, I can only speak to my own unique experience and the science, right? But I will just tell you, my fiance went vegan for, I don't know, like a year. And she was like, sick, like she was not doing well, like losing hair, like her fatigue, low energy, They're, like, I think people 
you know, I enjoyed the the documentary Game Changers. And, uh, you know, I think like, okay, you guys put it together, a sound argument. However, I think you out there have to really just use your own noggin on this one. Use yeah. your own common sense, right? And like make the best decision for you and your family. I mean, obviously the source of the meats and the source of your your food and your vegetables and proteins and all, all the different carbohydrates that you, everything you put in your, your body matters. The source is important, but you have to just look at like the science and, and going back, you know, what you said, millions of years, like this is what we ate. It was a paleo diet, you know? And I think it just, I love that you have all the science to back it up. And I just think people really, you know, I, I don't like to force my ideology on, on anyone. That's not my, you know, what I'm all about. I, I'd rather be a reporter. What's working for me. And I, you know, I like to eat, you know, whole organic fruits and vegetables and, and meats. And, and that's basically what I eat. I keep out the processed crap, the GMOs, the, the sugars as much as possible. You know, I'll sneak in a, a pastry from here and there, but, uh, you know, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we all have a little like, you know, a guilty pleasure. But at the end of the day, it's like food is diet medicine, right? Yeah. And I, on that, I just, yeah, I, I would never want to tell anybody what to do, right? I, I want people to eat exactly what makes them happy. And, and I have people who have been vegan and have done okay from what I could tell. Uh, but like you said, 60% of our diets coming from processed foods and there's this big plant-based push, right? Plant-based. Mm. But a lot of these are processed foods. And so my only hope is that we look at, okay, is eating processed foods, even if they're plant-based, a better idea than eating whole foods and high quality animal products. And that's a decision that you get to make for yourself. But I think it's at least worth pushing back on uh, a little bit just because most of these products are plant-based, but also processed. But again, I don't want to tell anyone what to do. And I hope you just experiment, like you said, and find exactly what works for you. Um, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and it really is, you know, determining what's best for you. Um, one thing that I do want to discuss deeper is regenerative agriculture. You know, this is something I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. I watched Kiss the Ground. I, I know I'm sure you did. And it's a documentary on Netflix. Highly recommend. I think, do you know people involved in that movie as well, Autumn? Yeah. I mean, Ryland, yes. And I actually did their program, their soil advocate training program. And so I do. And then randomly, uh, as when I was a celebrity fitness trainer, I got to work with Giselle for a minute. I saw her. That was really cool. It's just really cool to see so many different people involved in such a big idea. Uh, so yes, I, I do know the Kiss the Ground team, some of them anyway. And I love that organization. I love the documentary. Yeah. And, and well, Here's the thing, like people, and, and I'm experiencing this right now with my dad's ranch out here in Montana. Like there's mm -hmm. just the old way to do things that these ranchers and farmers don't know another way. I'm yeah. arguing with my dad and, and uh, the guy who leases the ranch to run, you know, crop and cattle. He wants to put Roundup all over it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like there's better ways there's better ways than than spraying these pesticides and these herbicides on our crops our lands in our soils that get into our water sources talk to us a little bit about that better way that regenerative 
agriculture approach. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I have so many friends in Montana who are experiencing the same thing. Some of them are ready to transition, but um, the powers that be or the people who are owning the land are a little bit more hesitant. But regenerative agriculture is essentially a movement away from chemical agriculture and a movement towards an agriculture that prioritizes biology, right? So we've been living in this extractive relationship with the land, taking out more than we're putting back and not even really noticing what our practices are doing to the microbes into the, in the soil, which is essentially, uh, absolutely imperative for healthy plants, healthy animals, healthy humans, healthy ecosystem, healthy water holding capacity. And so what they're doing is they're using a set of principles like least disturbance, because we now know tilling is very dangerous. It it allows water to evaporate. We lose moisture. And also it's letting carbon go into the air. We're also maximizing photosynthesis because these plants are essentially taking carbon out of the air and making carbohydrates that then feed this life in the soil. And then when the life in the soil is healthy, it takes the rocks and it creates plant soluble nutrients that the plants then take and then have in them so the humans can get them. So they're, they're kind of like taxis. And it also, again, sequestering carbon. And when you have healthy microorganisms, you can have better water holding capacity and better biodiversity. And then we integrate animals, right? You move them away and around in a very managed system and they're actually pulling at the grass, which stimulates the grass, uh, the growth of the roots and the sequestration of carbon. They're fertilizing it. They're not overgrazing it. And so ruminants are actually very, very beneficial to the land when they're used in a, a very specific way and when they're not allowed to just kind of eat wherever they want and continuously graze. And then we're just focusing on biodiversity and taking context into consideration consideration. So when you do all of these things, you see a number of ecological outcomes that are beneficial. Like we've talked about water holding capacity is better. Biodiversity is better in the soil, in the plants, in the animals. We're sequestering carbon. We're building topsoil and just making sure that we have a really healthy source of soil for a nutrient dense food supply. Our antibiotics are coming from the soil. Again, our, some of our energy is coming from the soil. Like if we are depleting our soil, which we are, I think there's estimates that 70% of our soil is degraded today, then we are in for a very rude awakening because I think most of us don't yet understand how incredibly important it is. But essentially regenerative agriculture doesn't mm. in, invite us to maintain the status quo, which is what I think a lot of sustainable and sometimes even organic agriculture will do is like, hey, let's just try not to make things worse. Regenerative agriculture asks us to regenerate or bring things back to a higher or more worthy state because that's essentially where we need to go to like kind of overturn um, all of the damage that we've been doing uh, in our current methods. Mm, wow. So well said. And, you know, really, I love the term regenerative agriculture. I actually, I was I, my brother and I, we started a company called Sustainable Breakthroughs, right? And right now we have a company called Eco Breakthroughs that is fighting the plastic pollution epidemic and climate change. And we're big eco warriors in that space. Nice. But there was one person who challenged us. He was a re, re, you know big into a re, regenerative agriculture and regenerative building. And um, he said, you know, regenerative is the word that you truly need to be utilizing, not sustainable, right? And I was like, you're right, because sustainability is, you know, just like keeping it status quo and hoping things don't get worse. But right. when you are utilizing regenerative practices, 
that's where the magic happens. That's where things actually increase and improve. And my fiance and I, we are planning on starting our own regenerative ranch with, you know, a full setup, you know, with all the animals and, and the, the, the soil and the plants. And that's like, um, something we've been drawing up plans for, and it's just something that you can do on a micro scale right now. Listening, you can, you can regenerate your backyard. You can, you know, make small choices that can make a, a massive impact over time. If we collectively all are, you know, utilizing regenerative practices, I think, that's the key here. It's it's just to be a part of the solution, not the problem. If you had to give like a couple micro steps, like maybe some action items for the happy mm-hmm. hustlers in terms of utilizing regenerative practices, what would be a couple of those, you know, action tasks? Oh, this is a great question. And I love, I wish I had this book right now. Um, so there's a book called that Project Regeneration. Have you heard of that? It's um, Paul Hawken. And mm, sounds familiar. Yeah, he originally created the most comprehensive plan for uh, drawdown, and um, but what he's done now is focusing more on the regeneration element because it is far more hopeful. And we can, I guess, the, there was new estimates that if we stop our rate of emissions currently, we will be able to get a, back to a point where we can balance the ecosystem and the environment. Um, so my tips when it comes to your food, I think that's kind of where I live and that's like gets me really excited is re- being local as often as possible, right? Because if we're bringing fruits and vegetables from, you know, a thousand miles away, um, that is costing, that there's an environmental cost to that without a doubt. Also just increasing the diversity of our diet, right? I think we are, most of us are eating like 12 different things and five different animal products. And, and most of it's like wheat mm-hmm. and rice. So like three crops, right? And then often that is monocrop agriculture. And so if we can instead like grow our own food, even in our backyards, regenerate our own soil, take care of our own lawns, um, or even support someone with a CSA program or somebody in your neighborhood and just try new things, right? Just, just diversifying. And the last thing would be, um, obviously, our company, Wild Pastures. If you are in an area where there are farmers, ranchers raising things in a regenerative way, support them. Because I've talked to so mm. many of the ranchers and farmers, and they don't want to market themselves. Some of them do, but they they want to spend their time regenerating the land. And so if we can create a demand and you can tell them by being interested in their products um, and supporting their products, um, we're going to create that demand. But Wild Pastures, too, is, is a program of ours that you can order regeneratively raised meat from anywhere in the country. And we keep it as local as possible. Can't always be local, but... And also, yeah, you like buying secondhand clothes, right? Walking more. I mean, there's just so many things that we can do on a daily basis, creating a compost pile um, on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Those are just a few of the things that I, I focus on. Ah, so good. I mean, eat local, you know, as often as possible. Increase the diversity in your diet. Grow your own food. Yes. Order from Wild Pastures. Yes. Order from Paleo Valley. You know, all all the good stuff. I, I mean, and I, we do have a discount li- link for all the happy hustlers. We'll shamelessly plug it. You got to go to the show notes because <laughs> uh, it's a little lengthy, but you do get a discount if you click the link uh, to Paleo Valley products. And I don't know if we have one for Wild Pastures, but maybe we could set that up. Um, you know, code happy. We'll 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 put it out there, and uh, maybe you know you guys can get the hookup because this is how you can actually make a positive impact on the planet 
and your own well-being is by being a conscious consumer, voting with your dollar, supporting companies, local, you know, companies and and companies that are doing the right thing and B corporations that are transparent, you know, it's just this is this is the future. If if you're not making these conscious choices every day with your dollar, then unfortunately you're just a part of the problem. So, I really urge everyone to you know, take stock and and currently where you're at, you know, where where you're getting your food from. Are you going to Walmart? Okay. Like give yourself a little grace. Sure. But now make some other choices. Right. And, uh, you know, be better. (laughs) One thing I want to add is a lot of the, the amount, the percentage of the dollar that goes to the farmers and ranchers has gone dramatically down right? As we've had this mm-hmm. monetized uh, system of agriculture. And so, yeah, don't beat yourself up if you're buying things at Walmart, right? But just think about what are the steps and who is being affected by these purchases? Not even only your family, but just like the workers, the farmers, the people who are doing the hard work. We want the money, a good percentage of that dollar to go back to them. And in our current system, it doesn't. So. Yeah. I need to hook you up with my friend, uh, Derek from Primal King. He has a uh, called a Crosso Meats. He's a local rancher, but he would be a really great guy to add to your wild pastures. He's out of Idaho. Um, yeah. But it's just people like that, like that you want to support, like family ranchers, family, you know, farmers. I mean, we have our own garden out here in Montana. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot of work. Like, <laughs> you know, like you have no idea. If you have never made your own garden, like those people put in work and to bring you really good food, fresh vegetables, like it's, it's not easy. And it's one of those things that like by making choices with your, with your dollar, you support them. So really great topics there. And Autumn, I just so appreciate you. Um, Where can people go to find out more about you specifically you know, and, and learn kind of more about your story and give us some links there. Yeah. If you want to, you can go to paleovalley.com. That's um, where we have all the different products. And then wildpastures.com, of course. And then it's wildpasturesburger.com for the burger place. That's only in Boulder right now, but we hope to be expanding. And then you can always reach out to me at autumn at paleovalley.com. And I answer all questions and comments and suggestions and welcome to all feedback. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I really hope you guys open one in Bozeman. Man, that would be a great market. Uh, I know, kind of like a Grizz. I, I went to school in Missoula. Okay, Missoula. You know, yeah, be Missoula or Bozeman, but I'll put you know I'll put in a good word for Bozeman. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll drive. I'll drive to Missoula for a burger. All right. So, Autumn, I do want to put you through some of the more traditional happy hustle questions that I like to ask my guests and. This first one is all about health. We've talked about it. You being a celebrity fitness trainer, I know health is a priority for you. I always like to ask, like, what is a happy hustle hack? Maybe, you know, a tip, a tool, a tactic that you do that maybe is a little different that you could share with the happy hustlers regarding health. Ooh, my favorite health hack. Your audience is mostly men. So I was going to say I always, um, I change the way that I do things in accordance with my cycle, but um, I would say, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, that works. There's some, there's a lot of happy female females out there. So they appreciate that. <laughs> Let's just 
just like tuning in, just knowing that I can't power through everything all the time. And I should not expect that of myself, um, giving myself grace. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that's really good for health, something that is so probably like cliche, but that really impacts me favorably is uh, fasting, right? I just, before I get onto these interviews, um, I don't eat and my brain is on. Me either. It's not otherwise. And, uh, and also when I overdo it or I, you know, don't always make the perfect dietary choices that I want to make, you know, fasting still gives your body time to recover and kind of like rehabilitate and you can still move the needle if you want to lose a little weight and you don't want to change your diet by simply doing a little intermittent fasting or having a, you know, 18 hour, 20 hour period where you're not eating. And it also makes me a lot more productive and just a lot more clear headed. So I would say as much as I love talking about food, not eating food (laughs) is the one (laughs) for at least a period of time, you know, like for a very, um, you know, specific amount of time has been very helpful for me. Yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of fasting. I typically, you know, decrease my feeding window to about eight hours, you know, where I'm only eating lunch and and dinner. And it it definitely makes a positive impact on my performance cognitively. Uh, So yeah, great tip there. Let's talk about money. I think money is a really important topic. You know, it, um, it's a frequency, right? It's a tool. It makes you more of who you truly are, I believe. What would you say is a, a happy hustle hack in regards to money? Maybe something you do to save, invest, or spend wisely that you could share with the happy hustlers? Oh my goodness, this is good. Um, I, oh, what we do for money is we've done a lot of different things and um, tried many different investments. And more recently, what we're finding is nothing's for sure, right? You know, diversify, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> invest in yourself. I guess has been one of the things it's like, we always want to support other companies doing great things. But at the end of the day, like we know that we are going to have integrity with the decisions we make. We are going to work our buns off. And so while we were always kind of looking outside ourselves and outside our business for a lot of investments and things like that, now we're putting that money back in a really strategic way and just kind of investing in ourselves. And we did never take money to start our companies either. We totally bootstrapped it. Uh, I went on my last tour with, um, my last assignment for Tracy Anderson was to do a world tour with Jennifer Lopez. And, and that sounds exciting and it, and it is, but I had just gotten married. So the timing was really weird and it was, it was really hard to be away from my husband for seven months, but I kind of knew that I would do that tour and then we would have this nest egg and then we would start a company at the result. So Mm. I think our lesson is, um, you know, of course we're wise around our money and we are, we think probably too much about all of our purchases. We have a good handle on it, but also to invest in ourselves and not be afraid to do so. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. that's great. I mean, that's just such a, a powerful takeaway. Invest in yourself, you know, all the happy hustlers, like crypto's cool. The NFTs, you know, went to zero. Like I could have told you that was going to happen. Uh, but all this other stuff, like stock market, you see like, you know, like the best investment is always going to be you and skill acquisition, right? Like getting better. Um, so I, I really like that you said that. Yeah. Let's talk about spirituality. I think spirituality is a really important topic. And, you know, 
believing in something bigger than yourself, mm. you know, like having faith. I don't really care one God or another, what you believe in. I just think you should have faith. Mm. Do you have a spiritual practice that you can share with the happy hustlers? Yeah. You know what? It was a little more traditional when I was younger, but it's kind of just broadened. Right. And I, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but my belief in something larger than myself, my belief that what I does matter and my belief in just like being a good person to this planet and to the people around me and to my family, uh, that, that I guess would be my spirituality and something that I work for every day. I just, I think, I think like you think it's, it's very important. It brings me a lot of peace and a lot of purpose. And I probably, I, in the morning I do things like gratitude and I always go through a list of the people in my life who I think might need something. And I ask for that for them, you know, and at the end of the day, do that also for myself, kind of, I guess you could call it like a prayer of here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I hope for me. Here's what I hope for other people. Here's how I hope to evolve today. And I do that at least once every day, um, just taking time to really uh, be intentional about why I'm here and who I want to support and who I want to become. So I guess if that you call that a spiritual practice, we don't do church uh, at this point in time, but, but that's, I don't think you need to be, uh, to be spiritual. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, just taking that time, you know, having stillness every single day in some way, focus on your breath, you know, being mm. intentional with your thoughts. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's awesome. Now, Autumn, I do want to put you through the rapid fire round and we will wrap this interview up. This is basically where I ask you random things and you answer, honestly, first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> okay. Favorite food. Go. Oh, nachos. I know it's not the healthy <laughs> but. <laughs> favorite movie oh my gosh oh my gosh okay well the first thing that came to my mind was top gun because i just saw it of course my my son it's a great movie it's yeah. amazing um favorite movie when i was younger was probably clueless okay that's it nice favorite book oh, do you know how many books i read oh my gosh one of the ones that i go back <laughs> to for years the four agreements yeah. yes love. love that great read Favorite workout? Oh, gosh. Tracy Anderson right now. But, you know, I'm a dancer, so I do a dance party. <laughs> but if you haven't heard of Tracy Anderson, she is a genius. Actually, I think she's hanging around in the Bozeman area. I think she just bought some property there. So, I so if you have the opportunity, Tracy Anderson, male or female, I don't care. She's a genius. She will balance your body. She will wake up those accessory muscles. Just check it out. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. I like it. What's your spirit animal? Oh, someone just told me this the other day because I hadn't ever taken the time to think about it for myself. Someone said an ant. <laughs> oh, my mom said an ant. My sister said a cat because I'm sneaky and I don't like to be told what to do. But my mom thought an ant because I'm a total workhorse and my size doesn't equate to my kind of like powerful, you know, presence or something. That's what my mom said. So I don't know. But mm, maybe that's, that is a first. I... <laughs> I have yet to hear Ant, and that is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> best business advice? Ooh, you know, find something you really care about or that has changed your life and then share it in a, in a way that has yep. integrity. That's it. Mm, so good. Three things you're most grateful for? Mm, my son, my husband, my family, my health. Love it. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it. What does that billboard read, Autumn? Two of them come to mind. Like my last piece of content or what I wish everybody knew. 
Either one. Everything's going to be all right, or you're exactly where you need to be. Mm, those are good. I love it. Crush that rapid fire round, Autumn. <laughs> you rock. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, and just for showing up and, and being brave, standing for something like what you're doing with Wild Pastures, what you're doing with Paleo Valley, what you're doing with Wild Pastures Burgers, like you're standing for something and, and it's not always easy, you know, and and I just appreciate that about you and your husband and your whole company and your culture um, and your support for the Happy Hustle, you know, being involved in our events and and really appreciate you. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I love your mission and I think you're doing a lot of great work in this world and I'm just grateful to have been here. Thank you, Adam. I received that. And one last thing I want to ask you, the final question, what does happy hustling mean to you? Oh, it means finding what lights you up, what excites you, um, and sharing that in a way that allows you to maintain, you know, maintain that light, right? Not being so focused in any one direction that you get burdened or broken down because of the businesses that you're creating, right? I heard this quote the other day and someone said, your employer will replace you if you ever die in 30 days, right? And um, But your family and the friends you love, your chosen family, whoever it is, they will always miss you. And so never build a life where you are taking for granted the people in it. Um, so I think, yeah, just making sure that our business and our happy hustle includes balance and excitement and light and all those things. Ah, oh, crush that. Mic drop. Autumn <laughs> Smith, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, guys, I just want to let you know that my book, The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments to Avoid Burnout and Achieve Blissful Balance is still available for free, meaning you can actually get the hard copy of my book sent right to your door for basically free. All you got to do is just help out with shipping and handling and we send it right to you. And you can get that at thehappyhustlebook.com. And inside this book, we share with you the soul mapping framework, the selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationships, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. All of these 10 different alignments are featured in this book and how you can happy hustle your dream reality. And I'm telling you, this is some of my best work. It's 150 power pack pages, and we are actually going to be doing a new book launch via Amazon, and we're going to up the price, so it's not going to be free for much longer. But if you want to get it, you can get it now at thehappyhustlebook.com. Check it out, guys. And once again, I so appreciate you, and I am grateful to be happy hustling on this journey together. Now get out there and happy hustle your dream reality full of that passion, that purpose, and that positive impact. Peace and love, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. 
Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Peace.